I'm going to go to the Gospel of John. First chapter, not the first time I've ever been here. Hopefully it won't be my last. could be. But hopefully it won't be. In the beginning was the Word. And the Word was with God and the Word was God. And we believe that every word of Scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable. Don't let anybody change one letter. Now the Jehovah's false witnesses have, have produced a perversion of the Bible and they've changed that verse. They say in the beginning was a word and the word was with God and the word was a God. Can you see the difference there? The King James says the word was God. There says the word was a God. You see, that's an indefinite article, which that's one among many is what that means. But you see, there's a problem with that. The Greek doesn't have such a letter. That's called an indefinite article. The Greek doesn't have it. And in the Greek, if you read it literally, in the beginning was the Word, the Word was with the God, and the Word was the God. Definite articles. And that's what's in the text, in the original. So there's no question what that's saying. That's not my message. The same was in the beginning with God. Well, we have to ask what beginning This is the same beginning that we see in Genesis 1. In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. That's the beginning. You say, well, what was before that? What about all that prehistoric stuff? That's, that's a myth. M-Y-T-H. There is no prehistoric anything. Well, they all say this. Yeah, but they're all heathen. They're all Bible. They're all God. They're all Christ haters. Amen. This is either true or it's not. There's nothing in between. It either is or it isn't. And get you kids need to get that out of your minds. There is no prehistoric anything. Before this was eternity. Amen. And God's name is I am. He is Jehovah, Yahweh, the God who always was, who is, or ever is to come. <coughs> you can't talk about time in eternity. That gives us fits because we can't imagine eternity. But there is no time in eternity. God is not bound up in time. You and I are. That's what I just mentioned. 
Man, are these weeks going by fast. I've never been at this point in my life. Until now. <laughs> and I won't ever be again. It's passing. I used to not be. And there'll come a time in this earth that I won't be. You too. I ain't, I ain't here by myself. Anyway. Anyway. Now all. <laughs> I can't hardly get through this. All things were made by him. In Genesis 1, God created, the Hebrew word is bara. That means to make something out of nothing. Said some atheist talking. Well, I can do what, what God did. I can make a plant to grow. All right. Try it. Well, give me some dirt. No, you got to start out with nothing. You can't use my dirt and say you did it. And without him was not anything made. Now that's poiao in the Greek, but it's bara in the Hebrew. Anything that was made, created. We call the creation of this heaven and earth special creation. God spoke and it was done. I've been reading a little bit. I, I'm trying to understand some of it. They talk about the problem of light travel. That we creationists have a problem of light travel. Oh no. Evolutionists have a problem of light travel. They've got a big problem. And they try to produce all kinds of lies to cover it. Of course they don't call them lies. They call them theories or predictions anyway we don't have any problem with what God said God said let there be light and there was light no it didn't come from 50 trillion light years away from some star God said, let there be light, and there was light. How long did it take to get there? I'm not even going to say instantaneously. It didn't take that long. He spake, and it was done. Well, the stars and the sun and the moon, they weren't even made according to that until what, the fourth day? You think that's the source of light? Well, Psalm 104 says he arrayed himself in light. And look at here. In him was life. See, they got a problem. A 
Abiogenesis. That uh belongs to uh means no. That means that you can't get life from non-life. Nobody, kids need to understand this, nobody has ever seen life come from non-life. No scientist, no chemist. You see the dude with the wild hair and, and all the electricity running all the glass tubes and in his laboratory and here he comes with with uh, what's his name? Frankenstein. That's how Frankenstein was created, they say. But he actually wasn't created, he was just made from some other stuff. Even they knew it wasn't created. Even they knew you had to have to start with something. But that's where life is. What's the secret of life? Right here. I just reveal, I'm a revealer of secrets. They talk about the secret of life. Here it is. In him was life, and the life was what? The light of men. <coughs> so, well, you see, the problem is <coughs> the creation is, I don't know, 13 and a half or 14 and a half billion years old. Now, that's what they say. They're lying, but that's what they say. They got no evidence for that whatsoever. There ain't no way they could have evidence for anything close to that. We don't depend on light coming there. In him was life and the life was the light of men. He arrayed himself in light. Where'd light come from? Well, I like to say this. When you see old Lazarus, he'd been dead four days. Behold, he stinketh. And Jesus said, and now, a loud voice, get off my back, in a loud voice, Lazarus, come forth. And where'd Lazarus go? He came right to Jesus, didn't he? <laughs> oh, somebody said, well, when he calls me, I will answer. Well, he called Lazarus, and Lazarus came right to Christ. And he wouldn't have if Jesus hadn't called him. But there was the voice. The second person of the triune Godhead the word with the same voice that he cried out in the beginning light be <coughs> and there was light same voice anyway and the light shineth in darkness And the darkness comprehended it not. 
Now you can see the darkness was on the face of the deep when God created it until he said let there be light. But this also has a direct application to the second or the appearance of, of the world when he came into this world. Because the context will reveal that. Well, he came into the world in zero, the first of the first century A.D. Well, there's population all over, people busy, 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 going about doing things. But God said, the darkness. Well, you mean people, the world is dark and people are dark? Absolutely. And the darkness comprehended it not. Not many grasped who Jesus Christ was. Amen. Now there was a man sent from God whose name was John. Not John Baptizer, not John Baptist. His name was John, J-O-H-N. That's what his daddy said. His name is J-O-H-N, John. Old brother Carlin said it's plain John. The same came for a witness to bear witness of the light. Oh, what a condemnation! Now, if, what if I say, hey, everybody, the lights are on? You don't need that. Thank God we've all got reasonable eyesight. I used to have good. It's, I've got that old presbyoptia, old eyes. They're not as good as they once were, but they still function to a great degree. And I do not need you to tell me that the lights are on. That would be an insult to me. Hey, Brother Gum, the lights are on. What, dummy, you think I didn't know that? You'd say the same thing to me. What a waste of verbosity. <laughs> but, In him was life, and he was the light of men. And yet they didn't comprehend it. So God in his abundant mercy and long-suffering, he sent a man whose name was John, to bear witness of the light. Now literally what he said to bear witness. And martureo testify. John says behold the Lamb of God. 
he is testifying to the fact that the light has shined in the darkness. That's very important that you follow this out now. That all men is in italics, it would be all, through him might believe. Salvation can only come through him. Now this John, he was not that light, but he was sent to bear witness of that light. Capital L. And that was the true light. These ladies know if they ever do much laundry. You can see how clean your whites are out in the sunlight, can't you? That shows up everything. Now these lights, they may show, may not, they may, you know, but now the true light in this earth, the true light. Well, what is the true light? You may have false lights, you got, but he's the true light, which lighteth every man that cometh into the world. <clears throat> now you know the Quakers and a few other Armenians, most of them, they take that verse and say, see, God enlightens everybody. That's, that's where they get it. And I'm telling you, I've told you all before. He does not enlighten every man. When Jesus Christ came into this world, he lit them all up. And that's what Paul had reference to in Acts 17. He said, but God no longer puts up with what he did. Because the true light has come into the world and nobody has an excuse. So I've given this illustration. You take your room, large room, small doesn't make any difference. You've got multiple people in it and they're all blind. Be sad, but just for illustration's sake. They're all completely blind. They can't see anything. There's some people that are blind, but they can still see shadows or something. But I'm talking about they're completely blind. They can't tell where the light's on or not. <clears throat> now, while all of them are in that room, <coughs> It wouldn't make a bit of difference if they were in complete darkness. They could not determine anything with bright lights on or no lights on. They have no eyesight. They have no sight. So they have to feel, hear, smell, and taste. So here they are in that Dark room. And you open the door and turn the lights on. I didn't know all these people were in here. 
What have you done? You have lit them up. You have revealed them. Even if you didn't know they were there, they were there, but you didn't know it because you couldn't see them because they were in pitch darkness. And they didn't know they were in pitch darkness or light. They didn't know anything about it. So you turn the lights on and you reveal their presence. Does that make any difference with them? They still don't know anything about the light. Oh. Is that pretty plain? Now I'm, I'm expanding this chapter and I'm doing it the right way. So, that was the true light which lighteth every man that cometh into the world. We have no excuse for the true light is here. And he was in the world and the world was made by him and the world knew him not. Now that's right in context of everything that's been said. Now what world? John uses the word world several different ways. He's in the planet, on the planet earth in the world. Next verse says he came into his own. That means his own nation. And this same world is a world that was made by him. In the beginning was the word. The word was with God. The word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by him. And without him was not anything made that was made. When you read Genesis uh, 1. The whole early account of Genesis. You get it presented twice. What exactly did God create? Everything that is. What, did he make dinosaurs? Are they land animals? Yeah. You don't have la- dinosaurs in the ocean. Those are not dinosaurs. Land animals, dinosaurs. Did they exist? Of course they existed. Where'd they come from? Were they prehistoric? No. No. Everything that is was made by God in those six 24-hour days. Including dinosaurs. That's why Job knew what they were. Read Job uh, 38, 39, 40. The world knew him not. He came into his own, his own received him not. Remember verse 7 said that they might believe. Well, received, hitting at the same thing. But as many as received him to them gave he power, exousios, authority to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name. Actually believe and receive are saying the same thing. 
Oh, how did this happen? How did any of this come to pass? The darkness comprehended him not. He came to his own and his own received him not. But as many as received him, that would indicate that some did. To them gave he the authority to become the sons of God. Now this is a Hebraism in the Greek New Testament. Even to them that believe on his name, that is set in apposition to receive him. Even to them that believe on his name. That further explains receive. But now, with what a mess he came into, and the darkness comprehended him not, how did we have anybody that believed on him? All. Those which were born not of blood, That'd be of your mammy. Nor the will of the flesh. That would be your will. Nor the will of man. That means, have you ever been in these services where people go back, they have an invitation, and even preachers have done it. Go back and try to pull somebody down the aisle. Get them up there, so-called kneeling bench, the altar. Beat them on the back and trying to pray them through and get them in. Getting them into the kingdom of God. No, you're not. No, you're not. You ain't got enough will to get anybody into the kingdom of God. And your blood sure ain't going to do it. Because that's depraved blood. But... Those which were born of God. Let's see, God's responsible. God is the author, not only of physical life, but spiritual life. And then he says, the word was made flesh and dwelt among us. Now that word would be tabernacled. He didn't stay very long, but it was a tabernacle. It was a brief stay. And we beheld his glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. And John bare witness of him and cried, saying, This was he of whom I spake, he that cometh after me. Is preferred before me, for he was before me, hinting at the eternity Amen. of Christ. And of his fullness have we all received, have all we received, and grace for grace, grace upon grace. Because the law was given by Moses, but grace and truth came by Jesus Christ. No man has seen God at any time. 
How'd that get there? Has it got a part there? I guess it does. Right smack dab in the middle of it. No man has seen God at any time. How in the world can you draw a picture of him? Hey, Michelangelo. Hey, Mike. How can you draw a picture of him? He painted one on the Sistine Chapel ceiling in Rome. And people going ooh and ah over it. But it's phony. It's fake. No man has seen God at any time. The only begotten Son, which is in the bosom of the Father, He hath declared Him. We haven't seen God, but we see Jesus Christ through His Word. We've seen God. He said, I and my Father are one. Now quickly, I won't get all this out. Talking about belief and receive. Belief and faith, or faith is receptive. It does not reject Christ. Uh... I've said this before. If you believe what Paul tells the Philippian jailer, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved. If you believe, you are saved. Not I believe I'm saved. Faith is not in your faith. Big difference there. Ask somebody, are you saved? Well, I believe I am. No. The proper answer there is, yes, I believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, that he's my Savior. And he was died for my sins on the cross, was buried, and rose again the third day. I believe. On the Lord Jesus Christ. I don't believe I believe. Well. That kind of faith. Saving faith. Believes on his name. What is his name? Well. We know thou shalt call his name Jesus. For he shall save his people from their sins. But by the context here. What is his name? Well, first, the Word. That's the name of Jesus. He's the Word. The actual communication of God. You know what they say, the grammarians say? Words are vehicles of thought. Now that sounds pretty smart, doesn't it? But in actuality, that's what they are. That word that's getting ready to come out of your mouth needs to be loaded up with what your mind has just told it. That's why, boys and girls, 
it's very important that you know what words you're talking about. Because that word may carry a different message than you intend for it to. That's why when I went to Lexington Baptist College in, in English 101, a bunch of guys, I don't need this, I don't want this. I turned around and I said, y'all realize you claim you're, you're a preacher and you're going to maybe now pastor a church or you're going to pastor a church. Your whole purpose there is to communicate. And you need to spend some time learning how to communicate in the language that we all speak. I mean, that's vitally important. Then listen to what some of them say. I heard one of them talking about the unfinished faith. My goodness. You know, they make dictionaries. And you could look that word up. You, at least you could get to the use. If you didn't know how to spell it, you could see it in the Bible. And you could go down there and they've got, they've got diacritical markings that help you to pronounce a word. There's lots, all kinds of them. If you take a dictionary and look in the front of it, it'll teach you a whole lot about English grammar. It really will. You take some time and read it. No, I ain't got, I ain't got time for that. <laughs> Need to take some time for that. Anyhow, words are vehicles of thought. So it would be vitally important that we know what word we're going to send on its way. <laughs> and Jesus is the Greek word is logos. There's another word for word in the Greek. It's uh, rhema. But this is the word logos. And some, some time ago, these Jesus people, some, they, they came up, really made a big hit on logos. And then they twisted that into heresy. He said, no man has seen God at any time. But the Son, the only begotten Son, he hath declared him. Amen. He's in the bosom of the Father, but he has declared. Just how close is he to God? He's in the bosom of the Father. Amen. And didn't Jesus say more than once, the words that I speak unto you, they are life. I say and do all things that I received of my Father in heaven. Guess who's God, God's vehicle of thought is? The second person of the triune Godhead. He said the words that I speak unto you. They will judge you in that day. Well. So. What's his name? The word. Jesus the word. Do you know that you cannot talk to God. Apart from the word. Oh, I believe in God. I just don't believe in Jesus. Well, you don't believe in this God. You can't get to this God. The only way you can get to him is through the Son. If any man hath not the Son, he hath not the Father. Nor can he come about the Father. Amen. But if you have the Son, you have the Father. 
Why? Because he's the word. The communication of God. What a vehicle of thought. Every word that he spoke. Secondly, God kept back nothing when he spoke Christ. He told about sin. He told about righteousness. He told about all things that we need. Secondly, his, his name is the life. His name's the word. His name's the life. He tells us about where it came from. The life in him was life. So we're not at all concerned about where did life actually come from. We know where life actually came from. It came from him who is the life. Well, quickly look at John 11. Twenty-four, Martha said unto him, I know that he shall rise again. Talking about Lazarus. He's a laying there dead. <laughs> I know that he shall rise again in the resurrection at the last day. Well, now that was good that she believed that she knew that. That shows she's full of hope. Hope that this world hadn't got. You listen to guys like Bill and I. And he'll tell you when you go to the grave, it's like a banana. There ain't nothing there. It's all over with. That's what he and all his atheist cohorts tell you. That when you die, you go to the grave and there ain't nothing there. That's not true. How do I know? Well, I've heard from God. He said, uh, Jesus said unto her, I am the resurrection. That's how he's going to rise again at the last day. I am the resurrection. And the life. He that believeth in me, though he were dead, yet shall he live. And whosoever liveth and believeth in me shall never die. Believest thou this? Well, can one die and still be alive? Absolutely. There's physical death and there's spiritual life. And when a human being dies, yes, that body dies and no different from an animal. That's why Ecclesiastes talks like it does. The Jehovah's Falls Witnesses take that and destroy it. Make it something that it doesn't say. There's no, there ain't nobody talking in a grave, folks. You go through a graveyard at night, you don't have to worry about them dudes that's underneath them tombstones. They're not going to jump out and get you. That might be a dog. Or it might be a criminal. 
But you better rest assured that there ain't nothing in that graveyard that'll ever touch you unless it's some live dude that's back there going to jump you in the dark. Though he die, isn't that what he said? Yet shall he live. Uh, Lazarus the beggar died. And the angels carried him. Those minister spirits talked about in the Psalms and Hebrews first chapter. Every child of God's got them. They're heirs of salvation, right? That's what he said. Uh, Paul said to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. So when you die, if you are a believer, you go to be with the Lord. How long? You can't talk time. Because <coughs> you see, just as soon as that last breath leaves your nostrils, you've passed over into eternity. Amen. Time no longer is an issue. With you. So to be absent from the body, see, we are spirits that have bodies. And when you die, what is it said about Jesus? He gave up the spirit. It says ghosts. Ghosts and spirit were synonymous in those days. They're not now because language evolves. That's only evolution I believe in. But though he die, yet shall he live. So there's there's physical death, and of course there's spiritual death too when he casts them into the lake of fire. That's ultimately the second death. Anyway, what's his name? The word, what's his name? The life, what's his name? The true light. If you don't see his light, you are in darkness. Uh, Look at Isaiah 8 real quick. There's a lot to this chapter over here, but. Isaiah chapter 8. I'm going to have to skip down here. Verse 19. And when they shall say unto you, Seek unto them that have familiar spirits and unto wizards that peep and that mutter. That's, there's your talking in tongues, folks. I forget his name now, big old long horse face guy used to be on 
Television, he'd give me a job, and tell him, I'll have a chimney, I'll have a chimney. But all how spiritual he is. Yeah, what's he saying? And God says, when they say, seek, seek unto them that have familiar spirits and unto wizards that peep and that mutter, should not a people seek unto their God for the living to the dead, to the law and to the testimony? If they speak not according to this word, it is because there is no light in them. Why do they talk like that? There's your answer. And they shall pass through it hardly be stead. That means they're weighted down and hungry. And it shall come to pass that when they shall be hungry, they shall fret themselves and curse their king and their God and look upward. And they shall look unto the earth and behold trouble and darkness, dimness of anguish, and they shall be driven to darkness. That's everybody in this world that have, hasn't come to the light. That's his name. Amen. The true light. His name is the word. His name is the life. His name is the true light. <laughs> Love those names. When you come to him in faith, in belief, you receive the right to sonship. Now, I don't know. I never did get interested in it. And I couldn't be less concerned about that British royalty and that woman that they're living in California now. I don't read anything about them. Not interested in them. I'm not really much interested in, in the big old queen over there. I'm not interested in all that royalty stuff. It means nothing to me. And it ought not to mean anything to a true American. Amen. They ain't ours. And I don't owe them any kind of obeisance at all. That's why we got our Constitution, Bill of Rights. That's why, that's why our racehorses run the way they run. Because they run the other way in England. That's why our cars on the right, on this side of the road. Because they run on that other side of the road. Used to have Americans here. Anyway. When you believe, you receive him. You receive the right of sonship, daughtership too. From a pauper to a king. Ha <laughs> ha. When they have a, a king or a queen to die, not only all the dukes and duchesses and princes and princesses, and all that stuff goes, I ain't worried about all that stuff. But they check the genealogy out to see if they have a right. You know what they do? See if they have a right to that throne. Or whatever the position is. Here it is, girls and boys. 
If you are a believer in Jesus Christ, you have a sovereign right to being the son of a king. As many as received him to them, we have he right authority to become the sons of God. Amen. <laughs> so where is your right? Right there. Where else can you? You don't have to go anywhere else. You go right there. There's plenty of other scripture. But this is enough. This will do. You don't need anything else. But with the right, you have everything else. Join heirs with Christ. Isn't that pretty good? And that all comes to those who were born not of blood, not of the will of man, of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. I didn't get half of what I was going to do.